Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville, Mark Ennis. Dave Skull on a Monday. I feel like, Dave, I can almost see spring from here. Yeah. Uh, I Look, I know this is not going to be the end of winter or anything, but for just a moment or two, for a day, for an afternoon, it's like not depressing uh, outside. Uh, and we get to do shows I'm sure that uh, most Louisville folks would never believe uh, that we get to do, where we try to keep people from being too optimistic after a win. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm no, I don't think that's the challenge. Okay. I don't. I don't think anybody's doing that. I think we're in a place where we can just appreciate the good things about. Oh no! No, that's not true. You're wrong about that. You you interrupted me before I was even done with my sentence. I'm gonna do it again. Don't, don't stop. You just we just had a conversation. We'll see. No, we just had a conversation before we started the show where you're like, I was the only time I ever get mad at you is when you interrupt me during bacon soliloquies, and now you're interrupting me mid-sentence, so I get a new Well, you never know when the bacon soliloquy's coming, so I just went right forward. I was like, well, I better not. I better not let this... Literally in the middle of sentence, you interrupted me. Yeah. Okay, so we can talk about to the things that, that went I'll, well. I'll do it again. I'm sure you will. <laughs> to talk about things that went well while recognizing... This is the part that you didn't want to hear. While recognizing that the defense is still atrocious and it doesn't really signify much growth, we can just appreciate the win on Saturday. You know, like, that's what I did. I was just like, oh, that was fun. That was nice in that arena. But it doesn't really mean anything. Do you disagree with any of that? No, I just... I well, think, then why did you interrupt my sentence? Because I think you are a high, <laughs> uh, in, in a, a refined but admirable minority. Uh, in that you... I, I think the I agree with you entirely that the proper attitude towards Saturday's win over Florida State, which we'll try to maintain all the way through the end of the show uh, today, is, well, that was fun, and it doesn't mean anything. That's what I, yeah, that's what I, that's what I think it is. It, like, that was fun. These are the, like, look at all this talent that I think we have. Because I think we have a fair amount of talent. I think Brandon Huntley Hatfield has really become a very good finisher in uh, a nice post presence. Uh, obviously, Tyler Johnson is just a font of, of everything. I think he's a font of everything. Yes. Talent. Um, yes. Potential. He's like a, he's controlled chaos. He's a lot like a young Russ Smith in a lot of ways. But they don't play defense still. 
We gave up 92 points, but that doesn't stop me. Like, I wasn't going to, you know, stop myself in the middle of that game and be like, well, this doesn't mean it. Like, I know it doesn't mean anything. I think most people know it doesn't mean anything. And the fact that we haven't been able to string two of them together means something. Bad things. And the fact that we don't play defense sucks. And it's still true. But it was still, like, nice to feel that energy a little bit on Saturday. You know, it was nice. But it, it isn't any more than that, you know. It's the first win uh, in a while. Well, first of all, it's the first win in a while, period. Yeah, we had but a six-game losing streak. It's the first win in a while where I finished the game thinking, oh, those guys are much much worse off than we are. Like, it's I, funny because they were 6-2 and two going into the, in the ACC going into that game. But I, I would my first thought was, like, I wonder what the Florida State side reaction to that game was. Because I felt like Louisville didn't do anything uh, that was out of this world. You know, the, the, there wasn't one statistical area where I felt like Louisville just sort of set the world on fire or did something that Florida State never could have seen coming. It was like, 150 free throws. Well, there was that. That's true. <laughs> but... In, in a way, it's like Florida State was tailor-made for like Louisville to have a – if it had a good day, it would probably beat them because they're also – like they're not disciplined. Florida State's not the least bit disciplined. And, and I think Leonard Hamilton's teams have always kind of played. We're going to be enormous, physical. Really long. We're going to be yeah. deep, and we're going to – uh, challenge your guys to sort of stay in front of us, stay with us athletically, but we're going to play kind of free. Right, I think we both agree. Over the years, you watch Florida State, even their best versions of themselves, they've been really kind of, uh, not not highly controlled or highly organized. Yeah. yeah, they free flow and they they ad lib a lot, and they've got the athletes for it. And if, when it's what you're committed to doing from the jump, like it's you can be that way. But if it's not going well, like Louisville would love that. Like this Louisville team this year is content to just sort of go crazy up and down. And we'll just see who can out-crazy each other. Yeah. And Louisville's actually pretty good at that. And it was a pretty, I think, kind of big mistake for Florida State to even try to play that way. And Louisville made them pay. And I think it's true. Louisville is skilled enough on the offensive end to win that kind of game on Saturday. And they did. And I loved it. It was fun to watch. I think that's fair. I mean, that's 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 kind of what we've been, been talking about is that, like, I expected them to, we talked about expectations for the rest of the year, and, and I expected them to win two to three more games when they were six and ten you know and this is the this is one of them i guess you know i I wasn't necessarily circling this one but it's nice to get it you know and and i guess (laughs) it was nice it was nice on saturday night to to watch it was entertaining at least but like it's hard to completely enjoy the game because of the things we talked about like where you're looking at going man they still don't defend you know like the the pace of this game is helping us like the the crazy active whistle. I don't know. It didn't hurt us. We got more fouls called. We shot more free throws. Um, the pacing of that game, I mean, what was it, two hours and 40 minutes? Two hours. Yes. It was so long for a non-overtime game. It was yes. two hours and 45 minutes, something like that. Like It was crazy how late that game went. <sighs> but, um, yeah, it was entertaining. And you could see, you could see why you would want several of the players on the team. Because you're looking at them going, they have a lot of offensive skill. And I know they can play defense. I know they can. I know a good coach uh, can, can organize them into a, a lucid defense. You know, it, it can happen. 
it 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 made me really 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 want to see year two Tyler Johnson, you know, and and I want to see BHH back, and I'm just hoping and praying that we can get him back next year. I don't want to see him. I've said it a lot this year. We're like, man, I, my worst fear is that he's going to go average like. 16 and 8 for Kansas next year or something, you know, talking about Tyler and lead them to a national championship or something because that kid's got a lot of juice. Yeah, for one game, you mentioned Brandon Hunley Hatfield and Tyler Johnson. Uh, they were 20 of 30 from the field. <laughs> the two of them, uh, just a, a fantastic game uh, out of the two of them. The two largest on the like Louisville's plus minus Hatfield, uh, Hunley Hatfield was plus 16, Tyler Johnson plus 11. Mm. Uh, and again, they were efficient with the ball. Uh, Tyler Johnson doesn't start; was a game time decision, uh, and then comes in. Come in in the game, less than in plays thirty seven minutes and forty six seconds. Yes. <laughs> he never left the floor uh, after that. And look, those are the those are the sorts of things that don't look like this is the tightest of, of run ships here. Uh, in ter- like this is not well thought out. Like you're not going to start and then play thirty seven and a half, almost thirty eight full minutes of the game. That's like, hey, Zampain's going to start and then disappear for three games after that. Like it's that stuff that you're like, I don't really know what's going on over there. But for a game against a team where I don't really know what's going on over there either at Florida yeah. State, uh, they're done. So the brief period of time that Florida State emerged as a as a long shot bubble team, that's over. They now have the albatross around their neck. And a, in a game you mentioned, 101-92 in regulation in which there were six total three-point shots. Made. That's wild. Six of 30 between the two teams, three on each team. One of them by Brandon Hunley Hatfield, the other two by Curtis Williams. No one else on Louisville even makes one. They score 101 points. There were, however, 80 free throws. Yeah. So if you had any spots that you needed to make up, if you were at the CW or the ACC Network or what ESPN, whatever it was, like this was your chance to get right. All your makeups happened in this game. Relatively sure the officials were paid by the foul on Saturday night because that was one of the most ridiculous experiences in the second half I've ever seen. Like it's like, is this game still going on? Like I, I, and the funny thing is, like that for a while there, like I think Florida State cut it to a three point game at one point. Um, it was kind of the uh, inverse of what we normally deal with, where we're down big and we cut to three or four, and then that team goes back on a run. But at the end of the game, like neither team could do anything because they just there was a foul on every possession, either either a foul or a bucket. Yeah, yeah. You get a game. Louisville shot over fifty percent in both halves. That's wild. Yeah, made more shots than they missed in both halves. Seventeen of thirty-three in the first half. Uh, and then 14 of 24 in the second half. Nearly 60% from the field. Again, if this was football, they would fire their defensive coordinator at Florida State after this game. Absolutely. Or he would just get the Packers job. Or he would get, <laughs> and we can talk about that uh, here uh, throughout the show as well. But a surprise. Look, this one, surprising. Uh, can we just re- – look, I don't – I hate that it enters into my mind, like – how optimistic or how happy should I be about this without trying to piss anybody off by sounding like this is like a new day? Uh, and I kind of don't care. Have we forgotten just how nice it is to just beat Florida State? I like it. For as much as they tortured Louisville, yeah. basically from after David Padgett forward, you know, they were they were hell on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and good. You Arrogant people, Florida State, you deserve this. Sit in this. This is the kind of loss that might send Leonard Hamilton, you know, 
They might, they I hate them. I don't. I don't like anything they do or anything about them. I don't Although hate I him. I like Leonard Hamilton. Yeah. Like, I don't hate him. Yeah, not him. I, I don't hate hold him at them. All. I don't hold them against him. I love him. But I'm, have we forgotten how obnoxious Florida State basketball has been to Louisville basketball? It was very, very, very enjoyable forgotten. for me to just sort of see Louisville go up and down the court and make baskets like left and right. I don't like Florida State in any sport, so I'm good with uh, beating them all the time, always in everything. But no, like that's the thing. That, that, that's what I was trying to get at the beginning is that. We can appreciate the stuff that was fun about Saturday night, Mark. We can do that while also, like, it's not violating it. Just like we tell people you can go to games without it being, like, a tacit approval of what's going on with Kenny Payne. We talk about the stuff that was fun to see on Saturday night without being like, yeah, everything's better now. Like, nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks that's okay. It's all right. Nobody that anyone wants to listen to thinks yeah. that. I, I don't, I don't, I, I tell you what, I'll give everybody some credit. I did not see people. I have not seen people make more of this. Yeah. Uh, than than it really deserves to have made of it. Uh, in the same way, like I, I don't really feel the need to talk down any of it either. In fact, now we have this weird dynamic it happened after the Miami game, and it happens now. It happened after Florida State. About equal uh, amounts. You ever catch people on social media, on on Twitter in particular, but you catch people who are having a debate with an opponent who doesn't exist? Yeah. And that, to me, has been, I think, the, the primary response to this has been the people who are worried that this is going to, uh, this is part of a process in which Kenny will get a third year, out there making sure nobody believes that. And that nobody has any good reason for believing that when no one thinks that, except for Rick Bozich. No one thinks that. Not one person. I've not seen anyone who's like, got to do it. Why haven't we knocked them up already? Told you guys we'd get there. I haven't seen that from anybody, but I see a, a lot of people arguing against that person yeah. who isn't out there at the other podium and for this debate. Right. They're not there. It's not happening. It's an actual straw man. Yeah, well, like, it's <laughs> like you, you're telling on yourself when you're that nervous about it. Yeah. Seems like to me. That's it. Yeah, but that's that's what it was like. I know there's no fear in appreciating this for what it was, which was a fun win over an opponent I don't like. But like, there's you can poke a lot of holes in it. It's not that hard to. They scored 92 points, but like, short term, we can just appreciate it. On to the next, because there hasn't been a lot of carryover between games to this point in the season. We haven't seen a lot of like consecutive performances that really felt like they were building on each other. You know that's part of the reason why we don't have, we don't we don't win games in a row. We don't do that not in conference. You know we don't beat two quality teams in a row. Like, that's just it's not what we do. Or two power five teams in a row. This was the second. Uh, was it second Ken Palm top one hundred win of Kenny's career? Uh, the other one being last year versus Clemson. Which Hang the banner. Clemson won't won't ever forget that because it was literally the only reason why they didn't make the tournament. And we'll see how Florida State finishes the season, but it's going to be really tough for them to overcome this. And I said this earlier this year, like, we're going to end up being the reason the ACC has, like, three bids. Yes, we're out here. <laughs> it's going to be exactly right. It's going to be Louisville because we're going to take teams four through eight and or four through seven and hang a loss on each of them. <laughs> uh, as we came on the air, the ACC announcing that uh, Tyler Johnson was the rookie of the week uh, for this past weekend. Again, on Saturday... Uh, or this past week, 27 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals. 
he was significantly quicker than everybody else on the floor. And it really just looks like Leonard Hamilton's done a pretty bad job of like assembling the typical team he likes to have. That normally they're hilariously big. Yeah. Like they're tall and athletic and they do a lot of help defense and and, and length and ball pressure and all that sort of thing. But this group, I think, has still a lot of that. They're not quick and athletic at all. It's funny they're not. It was weird to see him just go around everybody. They don't have like the seven foot two guys. They usually have two or three of them. Oh yeah. They don't have those this year. Uh, their tallest player six eleven, but they're tall across the board. You know, they have big guards. They got big wings. They usually go like six five, six five, six seven, six nine, six eleven, or seven foot. You know, that's like how their starting lineups are all the Scotty Barnes, you know, situations. Um, but they were noticeably slower. Yeah. Than Tyler Johnson, which was great. He and he was able to exploit that on a regular basis. I mean, he did a lot of probing, you know, where he would the old Peyton Siva probing where yes. he would dribble it into the middle of the defense and if it was open, he'd take it all the way to the hoop. Uh if they were collapsing on him, he would dribble it back out. You know, if 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 they were collapsing on him and, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield was open next to the basket, he'd dish it off. Like there was a lot of I can't tell you how much he set the table and he ended up with was it eleven assists or twelve? Was it eleven? Eleven. And there were probably six or seven that were just missed baskets or fumbled passes. But he could have had 15, 16, 17 assists if people converted, you know, and finished what he started. Uh, but the one guy that was doing that all the time was Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Yeah, I, I think the reason that we're saying don't over overreact to any of this is the the fact that almost nothing on this team since Kenny's been here seems habitual, especially good things. Nothing does. I'm ready to say we can at least say honestly, without it being hyperbole or overreacting or anything, Brandon Holmley Hatfield is good. He's there. You get the good version of him basically every single game. He's aware of it. Teams are aware of it. And even their awareness of it doesn't stop it. Uh, he had a help defense shot block early in that game that I, I'm not – really used to him even trying that sort of thing or having that level of awareness about that sort of thing. But he does seem to be getting to where like more and more stuff seems automatic to him and that aggression level is there all the time, uh, whereas it, it wasn't at all the whole first year. And I think early this year he sort of was, was up and down. I like where he's at. I like what whatever they've done to get through to him or whatever – sort of realization or whatever he had to have for that to happen, it's happened. Him and Tyler Johnson, easily the most uh, encouraging part of whatever this roster and whatever this team is going to be for the rest of the year. I love what I see from those guys. And they're not the only ones. Like, there's a lot of – there's good stuff from Curtis. There's good stuff from Sky when he's playing. Um, Caleb, I like a lot of what he does. You know, and, and Trey White's a very talented player who is hit or miss, you know, and sometimes plays a little too much hero ball. It's what Matt – Gavick and I were talking about on on Saturday, but he's not great defensively. But that's kind of a symptom of the entire team. Um, but yeah, those two are, are. I think you can build something off of them for sure. I think you can build something off of five or six of these guys. But I don't know if they're we're going to get a chance to. You know, Brandon Huntley Hatfield. I mean, for all the crap he took last year and in the preseason, we were also talking about like it just didn't look like he he got it yet. And then a couple games into the season, he he put up some good numbers, yep. and he's been building on that ever since. Like it went from being like a, oh, he went twelve and seven, you know, I mean, he had nine points and twelve rebounds, you know, and you know he started to put up 
solid until like now he's putting up double doubles almost every game or, or close to it. And he had a dominant scoring performance the other night and was finishing everything he got around the basket. It's not a one and done. You know, he can grab his own board. He can grab other people's offensive boards. Like there's, he's just become a much more confident player underneath. I think you can tell. Um, and they deserve credit for that for sure. There's something about Tyler that, uh, is untaught you know he seems to have had almost like from the moment he steps on the floor he's got that if he sticks with it if he focuses on deficiencies and all that sort of thing like down the line you're going to get a version of him that you're going to really like but he just sort of seems to see plays develop and see passing opportunities that in my experience like you just don't teach a guy how to do that they either know how to do that and it either occurs to them they're just the kind of person that sees things or they aren't and he are he is one (laughs) right he is one he's extreme he has extremely good court vision sometimes i think he catches guys off balance off guard you know with his passes because he sees them as doing something they don't even realize they're doing right and where he gets them the ball sometimes you know you fumble it or whatever but all of that stuff, like we've got to, we got to develop. Like that's whoever the next coach is next year. Like that's priority one, is getting him to come back, and build around him. For me, like this core maybe, but like him in particular, like that's the kind of guy. He's a problem. He's yeah. a problem for the other team, and he's. I don't. He's not aware enough to be afraid of things. And I love that guy. You take advantage of that guy as long as you can. One hundred percent. Now he's fearless. That's a, that's that's a good word for him. Um. And and he has that like preternatural court vision, you know, where it's not it's not something you can teach. I mean, people can you can improve your court vision and your in your awareness and and your ability to to see guys be open before they do. They know they're open, you know, and and but there's a certain level of it that you have to just kind of have naturally, you know. It's instinctual, uh, and he's got that, you know. And whenever he even when he looks like he's out of control, he he he's able to put the clamps back on it. You know, which is often how I felt about not to to call his name out too much, but that's kind of how you felt about Russ Smith sometimes, where you're like, "Oh, sure, he's all over the place." You know, yes. he's dribbling out of control, but oh, he's got a plan. He's feeling it out. You know, he's going to finish or he's going to find somebody open, and it's it's. I loved watching. It was really fun, it was really fun watching Tyler operate. And I mean, he put up numbers that we've never seen before at U of L. The twenty ten and five that's never been done before. Um Never had a 22 and 11. Never had a 25 and 10. Never had, you know, like it was just a bunch of, uh, Kelly Dickey was wearing out his account. You know, kept, every time he hit a new milestone, he tweeted out, this has never happened in UofL history. This has never happened in UofL history. It was nice for a bunch of that stuff to all be good. Right. Not. Give the 1941 team a rest for a while. <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, sorry. And I, yeah, any of those. <laughs> any team that's like in super close proximity to one of the wars. You just, you just, you don't want any of your stats to be relative to those guys, right? Yeah, right. Like nothing good was, relatively speaking, statistically, nothing good was happening back then. No, <laughs> wins, sure. Stats, no. You don't want to be anywhere in the vicinity of either world war. I think that's fair. <laughs> and for one night, we weren't, and it was nice. It was nice. In fact, it, it's it's somewhat in keeping with the mind uh numbing nature of this team they scored again 101 points making three three-pointers that's just crazy 
in in regulation. This wasn't like a double overtime thing. We shot 45 free throws. 36 made free throws. 36 made. That's what I was, that was my next question. How many do we make? 36 out of 45. I wonder how many times a Division One team outscores the three-point line from the free throw line by 27. Yeah. How often does that ever happen? Probably not often anymore. And I think the funny thing about it is... That's 80% from the line, too, by the way. Oh, sure. 30, yeah. yeah, 36 to 45, right? Exactly, they were, 80%, uh, yeah. It didn't really feel like Florida State did anything differently. Like, the whole game. It wasn't like, oh, crap. We're getting to the rim at ease, uh, with ease here. They're, they're going to a zone. It was just like, well, hope it doesn't happen this time, too. <laughs> really weird which is why at the risk i don't want to sound like i'm minimizing anything good that happened i just i felt like a, a large part of what we were watching there was like they're just kind of going through the motions over there too but louisville can beat the hell out of that group a group that's also going to do the going through the motions thing and focus on scoring like louisville will play that game we love that game that's the one we're good at as you can tell by saturday night shout out to josh nickelberry too by the way that dude looks 10 years older than he uh, did four years ago. I wanted to bring it up, too. Go I, for it. I, I, I'm not alone. I forgot he was alive. I just completely forgot that he was even a thing here. And, like, I heard his name, like, in Josh Nickelberry going down the court. And I was like, Josh Nickelberry? Hold on. I remember that guy. Just completely forgot. Where did he, like, he didn't Nickelberry go. Nickelberry went to Drexel, Yeah. right? All yeah. right. That's what it was. That's right. So I, was, I, was, I knew he didn't go from Louisville to FSU. I no, knew no, no. He's been there. I think, I think he transferred before last season. Didn't he? Or no, it was this year. This is his first year at FSU, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And he averaged like 12 or 13 points at, at Drexel. And there's the that's the end of our Josh Nickelberry segment there. Just like his career here. Basically. Short and his sweet. Career, period. That's it. He's a, a big guard. I remember yeah. being so excited when he when he committed and like this guy, yeah, I could see he could fit in well. You know, the Super Six turned out to be kind of a uh, like a BuzzFeed quiz. It was like find see your you know which one is your favorite guy that was the signee for different ones, yeah. and they all kind of disappointed in different ways, but, I mean, except for what David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson was great. <laughs> David Johnson was great. Yeah, he, no, he was, I thought he was really really good. good. Was he but, the lowest ranked recruit? No, 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 it was uh, LaSalle, not Drexel. Sorry, LaSalle. Yeah. Thank you, Texas. Couldn't think of it. Um, who was the lowest ranked? It was uh, it wasn't Sam Williamson was a McDonald's All American. Aiden was top sixty. David Johnson, Nickelberry might have ended up the lowest rated. Was it Solzinski? Solzinski. <laughs> Solzinski. <laughs> Can you say that again? Yeah, Solzinski. I think you should. Yeah. Solinky? That's it. Solinky. Solinky. Very low rated. Quinn Solzinski. Yeah, I forgot that he was. Yeah, and he's probably the best player right now. <laughs> he's pretty good. So Samuel like it, Williamson, Aiden Gayon, David Johnson, Jalen Withers, Josh Nickelberry, Quinn Solzinski. Yeah. Quinn Solzinski definitely the lowest rated. For a while, they're like Nickelberry. Nickelberry at the bottom. Yeah, fell down to like one thirty four or something. Because you remember he got yeah, hurt. One sixty one is what he ended up. So yeah. He okay. So he did. He kept. He got hurt. He was top one hundred when he committed, and he got hurt and fell out of the top one hundred, and was down there with Quinn Szczynski at the end. Uh, but the other four were consensus top one hundred. Which I just for the record, I never embraced Super Six because I didn't want that to come back to bite me. <laughs> Double my name on that. It. Never ever embraced it. <laughs> I think Samuel Williamson's still at SMU, by the way. Yes, yeah. he is. 
which is wild. It's not that wild because Nickelberry's still at FSU, so these cats are still, and Slazinski's still in college. You know what? A lot of them are still around. Aiden, I think, is. He's a professional wrestler now? Uh, I'm, kidding. Like that. I'm kidding. Uh, he he looks, like, he looks like one. Built like one. He does have a perfect name for it. Irish Hulk. See? He looks like he, he could just play a Bond villain in the next Bond movie. Like he could just go right to it. Like he's amazing. He's six ten, six eleven, and built like an Adonis. Just Correct. have him be a henchman in the next Bond movie and pay him a couple hundred thousand dollars. That should be his career, or a professional wrestler. Oh, he's still at Al- Abilene Christian. Abilene. Yeah, he's still not playing though, right? Last time I checked. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. He yeah, he he his stats never rose above like a point a game. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh-oh. Am I wrong? Three points per game. Oh. 2.8 rebounds. 0.2 assists. This is Samuel Williamson? No, no, no. no, no. This no, is no, no, no. This is Oh, and again. I don't care about him. <laughs> I do appreciate that every once in a while you just be like, I don't care about that person. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, I've... You know, you get. I'm 45 years old. I'm I'm more aware of my uh, limitations and mortality than ever. And there's... There's, it's not possible that thinking about it again is going to pay off for me at any point. So I choose not to. <laughs> I hope he's a Bond villain for the next go around, and you were going to wish that you paid more attention. He'll probably end up being my boss one day or something. That's right. He's going to buy this station. <laughs> Sorry. Just so we could fire everybody that talked bad about him. Hey, we all wanted the best for him. Sorry he looked me. like the best. But he looked like he was going to be an instant impact post Oh, he's the, he look, he's... The, just, Another in a long, long line of players uh, who got far, well, college is great for this. You get far more love than you ever earn. Yeah, so often, and he was one of those. And that's it, fine. No, there's nothing wrong with. He's that. playing against a bunch of tomato cans, you know, up in the New York City, greater New York City area, and came to college and couldn't see the floor at all. At all, <laughs> it's just like look at that, look at guys first off the bus, and then last on the bench. That's right. Never first off the bench. That's right. Right. All right. Let's take a quick break uh, here. We'll come back. We'll open up uh, the phones. We got a ton uh, that we're going to get in uh, to here, but we'll let you guys uh, react to this one. Uh, Oh, look, there's a lot. We're getting increasingly more like drip, drip conversation about uh, coach replacements. Uh, And that conversation is not going to slow down just because you beat Florida State. Uh, And we'll talk about some of the, uh, the discussion being thrown around perhaps by others uh, a good bit of which I think sh- displays a real lack of familiarity with how things are going here uh, by some people, but not always. So we'll talk about some uh, of that. Obviously, we've got the Super Bowl. We've got to talk about Haley Van Lith. If uh, we must. Uh, we, we do. We I'm, more, I'm more interested in the big game against NC State tonight. I was going to say, we've got that uh, as well that we'll spend some time on here. So we've got a full one. Uh, we've got possible... Uh, shenanigans uh, with the college football playoff negotiations going on with the Big Ten and the SEC. We'll talk about that. We'll take your calls, your texts, all of that throughout here on The Drive on Night on the Bill. Be right back. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. 
it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Monday, a Monday in which Louisville wins. Louisville basketball, men's basketball beats Florida State on Saturday night. Dave, did you... um, Louisville played the majority of the second half with a pretty substantial lead, uh, and it fluctuated at times. Nine to 11 points. Yeah, but it stayed, yeah, yeah, right Nine about in that range. Sometimes they get down to what, as low as six, sometimes as high as 15. And they cut it in the last couple of minutes, they cut it down to four. four. Yeah. Were in those moments, did you find yourself dreading? Like, were you like, oh boy, they're going to blow this one? In a weird way, I feel like they either, I don't feel like they lose this one. Now, if they're down 15 and they cut it to four, I don't. I also don't think they're going to win. Yeah. But if they have a 15-point lead that gets cut to four, I still think they're going to win. So, I, so, I, I don't – well, I'm just going to say, like, I, I don't think that they blow big leads because, first of all, they don't ever get them. If it's the kind of game where they can get a big lead like that, they're going to hold on. They're going to be just fine. And if they fall behind by a lot – I just know that we're going to do that dance where this thing gets uh, obnoxiously close for no reason, and it doesn't mean anything, and they won't win, and they don't. So I, I don't know about everybody. I was not worried that they were going to blow that game. I thought they were going to control that game. As soon as they got the lead and it, and it started to grow, it wasn't just one or two. As soon as it got to double digits one time, I was like, I think they're probably just going to be fine because it just didn't look like Florida State did any of the things, which are a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of things that give Louisville trouble. Probably stuff that shouldn't. But Florida State doesn't do any of it. So at the beginning of the second half, Florida State came out on a 6-0 or an 8-0 run and cut the lead down to like 6, I think it was. It was a 6-0 run, cut the lead down to 6. And I was just kind of like, uh, here we go. You know, that, that was the last time I really felt like they were going to win. Not they were going to win or that we were in trouble. You know, that's, that's when I felt we were in trouble. But they answered right back. Uh, uh, pushed it back out to 10 points, and it was – we were good. We we cruised from there, and, and I think we benefited from that choppy, you know, whistle-laden game because it, nobody – you know, they didn't really get in a, a groove at any point. Um, but Louisville had their their own set of runs. And and, and after they, they answered that first kick after halftime, I was pretty comfortable as far as I think they're going to win. Yeah, I just didn't think that – look – Every team that plays good team anything is going to give Louisville trouble because without question, uh, the most substantive like basketball critique of Kenny is when it comes to any of the team elements, they're not, he's not good at instilling any of that, but motivating individuals, he's, I think he is able to do some of that. You, I don't think you can really deny they haven't quit. They deserve credit for that. People like them. To, to the extent that you don't get 
to the extent that you get credit for not quitting, they deserve that credit. Uh, he has brought, they have brought Brandon Henley Hatfield along to where I feel like he is a problem. And Louisville, the things that for Louisville that are problems are now, at least some of them are problems for somebody else instead of <laughs> for themselves. And that's good. Uh, but like they've done that stuff. And the team part of this, they still gave up. Look, Louisville also, in addition to scoring 101 points and only hitting three threes, gave up 92 points and only and that team only hit three threes. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. Yeah. This was a really, really expensive AAU basketball game. <laughs> was it not? Like, that's what that was. It yeah. was a nationally televised AAU game in which Louisville came out ahead. And it was fun. Fans just deserved one where they didn't like their their hearts weren't sort of on the line here, and it was just super fun. You could leave there, great. Wake up Sunday morning, yeah, they won last night. That was fun. Well, one of the the uh, only advantages of a lame duck year like this were is that there's no stakes very often. I mean, outside of rivalry games and games against highly ranked teams, like there's not huge stakes, so people aren't going in with huge expectations. You know, like they've kind of set their expectations for this team, so when they play well or they win. It kind of feels like found money for a lot of people, you know, or they're just the stress levels are the same because these wins don't really mean a ton and the losses don't mean a ton anymore. Like they, they do trust me that I'm not discounting anything. Everything counts, but I mean like the haze in the barn pretty much with what's going on after this season. So people are not quite as live or die with every result because they think they know what's happening when they walk in the building. You know, so when we play well, they're, they're thrilled with it. Or they have something to cheer for that they weren't necessarily expecting. Which is not a great thing, because that's not what we do in Louisville. Right. We don't like meaningless seasons. That's also seasons. an unnatural way of thinking. It's not great. Right. It's not It's not good. There's nothing good about that, but it's maybe the only positive is that you don't live and die with every possession. Yeah, and look, they have come up with uh, Tyler Johnson who I, th- I think we all agree that wasn't somebody that they that they focused on. You know, that wasn't somebody that was a priority for them or that we were hearing about a lot. Uh, at the v- very late in the game, they needed somebody else. Uh, many of you wrongly were like, they don't need a point guard. They got a and fly. And then they did sign one. And he has turned out to be far more impactful than, than really just about everybody else on this out of this group that was brought in. Has anybody else been more impactful than him? I don't think so. No, especially when you factor in injuries and availability. Yeah. You know, like last night what, or Saturday night, what would we have done? We didn't have Tyler Johnson. But the, you know what? The, like that just adds to the sounds like you're talking about Russ Smith file. Right. Right. I mean, Russ was not a priority. He was very much a settled for uh, prospect and is crazy. Tyler's more, um, he was more vaunt. Highly vaunted yes, recruit yes. Than, than Russ was. Russ That's was right. famously a two star. You know, yeah. Tyler was going to Memphis, and Tyler was a top one hundred recruit who had obvious game, and um, frankly, we lucked into him a little bit, which was great. You know, but it was a really good find late in the recruiting class, and <sighs> just please don't leave us. I'm just glad, glad every day the compliance got it done and they That's cleared right. him because if he wasn't cleared, you know. As good as anyone, like this past game, we had he was the only point guard we had on the roster for the game. It was healthy. Didn't start, then played thirty eight minutes. That like that sort of thing is kind of why there's not a, a big rush of people sort of running to give Kenny lots and lots and lots of credit for this. Uh, 
regardless of why Tyler Johnson is here, thank God Tyler Johnson is here. He's been fun. He's been, I think, a refreshing kind of a breath of fresh air, the kind of player that fans, generally speaking, love. Louisville fans definitely love. Uh, and he put on an incredibly fun performance in which Louisville had the quickest, most dangerous guy on the floor for 37 minutes and 46 seconds of that game against Florida State. How often do we ever get to say that about Florida State in which they just yeah. out-athlete Louisville to death? And he played that way. Yeah. You know. He seemed to play like he was aware they yeah. cannot stay in front of me. Yeah. How nice was that? I love it. That's So when we've talked in the past, uh, when we picked him up, we said, look, I love a New York City point guard. Like uh, that's that's we have a history of it here in Louisville, uh, and I love love watching him operate. I love there's a certain attitude about it, you know. And, and he kind of embodied that on Saturday night. It was great. Eighty one fifty ninety three nine. That's uh, the number if you would like to get in here. Thirty eight thirty one ninety three nine for the UPS jobs text line. If you want to hit us up that way, we'll start things off with Harold. Harold, my man, welcome into the drive, buddy. How are you? I'm great. I'm so great. Saturday night was so much fun. And it's because of two people, Tyler and BHA. Yeah. That bounce pass he threw from like the left wing diagonal, like for that assist, one hand bounce pass, let's go. Sign me up for that all day long. You know, I, I heard, you know, waiting, just listening to y'all talk about Tyler a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he, like, in um, – I can't even remember the name of the league, but basically the, the non-hospital Like overtime league, elite, semi- right? Yeah, yeah, he was an overtime elite kid. And I found myself watching overtime elite last season. And, you know, if you got some time on your hands, it, it's a fun brand of basketball. Not a lot of defense necessarily, but um, it came out. I feel like – Saturday night, we were watching him when he was with Overtime Elite because that's a lot of the stuff that they're doing out there on Overtime Elite. They're putting on a show. He put on a show, you know. I um, I think part of it is it takes freshmen a little longer, right? It takes them longer, yeah. you know, because when I look at Tyler, I see a little kid out there on the court. I'm not going to lie. He looks like he's 120 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And and so I could see I could see the physical rigors of a college basketball season, right? Going up against bigger players and the like, getting to somebody that that barely looks like a freshman in high school. I'm not going back on too much because I'm sure he's a lot bigger than he looks on TV. But to that point, you know, that was so much fun. And and I'm sorry if if you can't enjoy that. That's right. I'm sorry if you can't. Not you per se, right? I'm sorry for Louisville fans who can't enjoy that because of our coaching situation. But I'm going to tell you, let that stuff take care of itself and just enjoy the game because mm. you're going to miss out on some fun stuff being mad at our current situation. And after having the years that we've had of um, fandom, after having last season, right, we, we, we need to look at those bright spots and just enjoy. You know, there's a lot of conversations that have to happen. There's a lot of expectations that haven't been met. But sometimes when when joy knocks on your door, you just let it in. You just let it in. So I hope I hope we all can let that joy in. Hmm. And um, you know I hope that that Tyler and BHH can continue to do their thing. And and I think I think the the one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of ask you all about is um, as a as a coach, 
what does it say when it takes like out of worldly level of injuries to get you on a, a tight rotation and have sort of like the best players playing? Um, you know, that, that that's one question. I guess, you know, the last thought I'm going to leave y'all with is I want to put this positionless basketball nonsense like in the in the dustbin. If you want to tell me positionless basketball is being able to step out and shoot a three consistently, okay. If that is positionless basketball, okay. But if you tell me positionless basketball is having wings be your primary ball handlers and that's going to suffice, no, it's not. Tyler tripled, almost tripled by himself, our team's assist totals from the game before. Tyler himself almost tripled our team's assist total from the game before. You need point guards. You need actual legit ball handlers who know where people are going to be, who have so much comfort with the ball that they can make one hand diagonal um, bounce passes from about 45 feet out. So y'all have yourselves a great rest of the day. Card fans, I implore you to just enjoy the joy. Have a good one. Appreciate it, Harold. Thank you uh, so much there. Yeah, there's some wisdom, uh, Dave. We've talked about this before. Uh, the how unfortunate it is that that a lot of people I think measure aim their fandom they like try to shape it to accomplish things instead of just liking good things that their team does like being afraid that like being too supportive of something means I'm going to get more of what I don't like <laughs> you know what I mean right like we've seen people sort of get in their own heads about things that ought to be automatically positive yes without being worried about the implications of it down the road. I talked about it earlier. People are, are afraid even to go to games because it would seem because like they're tacitly the supporting yeah. Kenny Payne. And it's like, guys, just that's what I was getting at in the first segment. It's like, yes, we all know that it, it wasn't pretty in a lot of ways. Defense is still optional <laughs> for this team. But it was fun, and it was a win. The rest of it's good, like Harold just said. The rest of it's going to take care of itself. You know, like we're a couple of wins isn't going to change what's happening at the end of the year. It's just not. Um, we can appreciate what happened on Saturday night, how fun it was, even if defense didn't happen, and talk about how much potential Tyler has, how good Brandon's been of late. You know, uh, how hard Caleb Glenn plays. You know, he's just. He's going to run through a wall for you every time you put him out there. And, I mean, I want that on my team at all times, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff I want to see. And and there's some stuff that can be instructional about individual players as much as anything. I think, like I said earlier, the haze in the barn on this coaching staff uh, and, and their era here in Louisville. Um, I don't see any drastic changes happening down the stretch, but it's not going to stop me from having fun on Saturday. And enjoying, you know, some of those assists that Tyler had, some of those big finishes that Brandon had, you know, a hammer dunk here and there. Like, yeah, that stuff was fun. The atmosphere was fun. 81 59 That's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. We'll get Paul and then Doc after that. Paul, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? 
Hey, just wanted to call in. I, I definitely wanted to comment on that men's game. I, You know, I've said many times I really haven't watched them. I got a text message the, the morning after the game uh, from my mom saying how much fun it was watching that game mm-hmm. and then flipping over to uh, that other game. Uh, also and fun. And losing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I actually last night I I watched the entire game and it was it was enjoyable. I, I was wondering where this team has been all season long. You know, they still, as y'all have discussed, uh, needed to play a little bit of defense. It was you know, it looked like a street ball clinic uh, going on because nobody was really bodying up, and when they did, it, it turned into a foul. Uh, but you know. And for all the people that are like, oh, my God, we won a game. It, we, we, might, we might get Kenny for a third year. I personally think the only way we're going to get Kenny for a third year is if he wins about 15 games and, at, and makes a good showing in the ACC tournament, neither of which I don't think will happen. So I, I, I don't think we can uh, be sad about – Louisville winning some games. And I think what we need to worry about now is more showing support for the players we have here. So when we do get a new coach, possibly we don't have a complete roster change because some of these players that are here, I think would be good, uh, you know, with the right coaching. So I'm, I'm interested to see that. The other thing I wanted, uh, big game for women tonight, uh, I I think we need to have more than the the one player pop up with uh, fifteen or twenty points. Like you know, we always have that one player that that seems to shine. They they like to take turns. Uh, I think we we're going to need more than that to be able to beat uh, NC State. And then I I know you all have some uh, something to say about uh, Trader Van Lith. Uh I, I don't think she's having fun. <laughs> is what I'm gathering. Uh, down there at LSU, maybe she has some buyer's remorse. Uh, interested in hearing about that. But uh, let's uh, cheer on the women tonight, and I, I hope they can pull out a win and can stay at the top of the ACC. Appreciate uh, the call there, uh, Paul. We'll save Haley Van Lith for the 4 o'clock hour. You make sure you get that clip handy there uh, of her in reaction to Paul. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, we've got a lot to talk. I've got a ton of stuff to talk about with the NC State game tonight. I will, before we go to break, tell you all that we will be having a post-game show tonight. Uh, Chrissy Banta and myself will have the uh, the normal, uh, we'll have the, the, the post-game from the broadcast, then we'll jump right into calls and texts, and it should be a really good one tonight. Uh, NC State is an extremely balanced team, just like we are. Um, they have six players that average between 9.7 and 15.2 points a game. Uh, we're a little deeper than them. We we have eight or nine players that, sc- that can score, but we've got similarly five or six players that average between like eight and, and 14 a game. So that's that's the type of team we are. Um, we can get into it. I have some analysis. We can get into it after the break because it's, uh, it's going to be a good one tonight. I did want to remind you guys, if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58 coming up this weekend, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with the DraftKings Same Games parlays, everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win 
uh, for Super Bowl 58 if you're into that sort of thing, like we know Dave is. So you can string together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Or you can just sit a, this is like a Super Bowl where maybe you could dance around the money line because it's so close. And I think you can make a real case uh, for either team. So if, if that interests you, you can do that uh, as well. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THEVILLE. New customers can get five bucks, uh, bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with promo code DeVille. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You got to be 18 or older, physically present in Kentucky when you make your bets. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. All eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. The terms can be found at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We'll squeeze uh, Doc in here before we get too close to the top of the hour. Doc, thanks for waiting, bud. Welcome into the drive. What's up? Well, you know, a couple of things impressed me about Tyler's game besides the obvious. Uh, he had been uh, had a high propensity for fouling. I think he only had one personal. Uh, and his, in spite of the fact that he got tripped, uh, he did not uh, you know, go irate at the ref, which he could have done and gotten mm. the tee. So his, his which he's done. is impressive. Yeah, yeah. but where I was that that growth of impressed. The other thing is his basketball awareness is a basketball IQ. One you know, for a guy his size to get rebounds is one thing, but there was a somebody put up an air ball from outside. He read it ahead of time. Yeah, and was right in position to get an offensive rebound and a putback. I mean, that's just a court awareness that you know most players don't have. The other issue that I think was impressive to me is now that we have Manny on the floor, putting Manny on the floor at the same time as Brandon allows Brandon to get out on the floor. And we saw him show his uh, ability to hit the three. And he, from the floor or at the upper left, he had that nice drive to the basket because he didn't have to be hanging out down low. It gives the team much more flexibility to be able to, at times, have both of them on the floor at the same time, which we haven't had the luxury of this year. Uh, astute observations both. Thank you so much uh, there, Doc. No question, uh, Dave, uh, that he sees the game the way uh, more like point guards. Like, a lot of times he, I'll see him sort of start to get rid of the ball, and I'm like, oh, what are you? Well, yeah. Oh, slick. Mm-hmm. I love stuff like that. And that just sort of seems like one of those things you can't teach, almost like a quarterback throwing – and in, in anticipation, Throwing guys you either kind of do yeah. it or you don't, right? And he does. And I, I love that uh, about him. But I want to talk about Haley Van Lith uh, and, uh, and Louisville and NC State on the other side. So we'll have some fun uh, with that. I'm going to see if I can get Dave to trash Haley Van Lith on the other side here. On the drive on I thought the boat, bear back. 